powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code in the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Well, Leafs fans, last time we were here facing the Devils, I had my Nalgene bottle that had Leafs tears, but I couldn't find my post-it notes tonight. But I brought something even better. I brought Robert with me, who is now three for three Hello. on Game Over. Let's go. Leafs win. Leafs win 4-3 over the Devils. I wasn't stressed at all. Not at all. I was not, there was not a single bone of stress in my body. It was fine. We weren't like rage texting each other, screaming Justin Hall in different font types for different reasons. Um, or Kerfoot. But we won. We won. Thank goodness we won. End off that road trip, which was just a whole kerfuffle of emotions, with a nice big win over the New Jersey Devils in Timo Meyer in his first game in the Prudential Center. What a nice way to end off that road trip. What do you think, Robert? Could that have gotten was, any more stressful but more fun? I was so fun. Like, that's the thing. Like, I love back and forth, like, have fun games. But I went into this game expecting a loss. Like, I think a lot of people went into this game expecting a loss, especially with the messages we got yesterday about the lines and then with the messages we got about the warm-ups. Well, so I mm-hmm. think we should start at the warm-ups. Yeah, let's get let's get that uh, pride-colored elephant into in and out of the room as quickly as possible. The Minnesota Wild uh, announcing oh. that they are not taking place. They are not uh, taking part of the pride jerseys and following suit with the worst organizations in the league, unfortunately. Can we talk about the fact that the Sens are on the right side of history and uh, that, are that... seemingly leading the charge? It's so like I mean like just to give like credit where credit's due, especially with the Ottawa Centers. I was talking about Ilya Samsonov in the warm-ups, but we can also this is also important. Right. We can start with this. Sorry. But on that, but the Ottawa the fact that they went from having an owner that literally compared gay people to dogs, like literally was like gay people don't deserve this, dogs and gays, to this, like even while that he was in power, like the fact that they still had such a beautiful love is love campaign, they had like openly queer couples on these posters but if you haven't seen the pictures online on twitter of the sens arena on i believe it was saturday night it was beautiful they wrapped every seat in rainbow they had basically the progressive flag wrapped all the way around like we know teams can do it right but we've also now seen that like teams have an excuse to do wrong and the last time i was on game over toronto funny enough was the night of the or was during the Ivan Provorov scandal. So, of course, they had to do some extra thing the night I came back. Like, That's... what the heck? Welcome back. We're happy to have you. Thanks. Um... <laughs> and then, like, it's awful. It's like, we don't really need to speculate. We basically, no. all we know about the situation, if you don't aren't caught up or aren't uh, chronically online like uh, Lauren and myself, um, basically, the argument was that the Minnesota Wild said it was an organizational decision or like a team decision, and they were supposed to wear pride jerseys, and they just axed the pride jerseys. So my question is, there's a bunch of pride jerseys that were made are they going to sell any of them? Are they going to sign them and auction them off like I believe the New York Rangers did? Because that also happened in the time I was gone is that the Rangers were doing something, but they signed the jerseys. So it's 
like we knew this would happen. A lot of queer folks said this online that yep. if they, uh, we will get to Leafs talks soon for folks just joining us. Um, we warned people that this would happen. We warned them that like if you gave one organization was given the domino, being like you are allowed to not wear this, the rest of the dominoes would fall, religious reason or not, just not wanting to do it or not. But you know, we'll see military appreciation nights happen anyways. That's fun. Like you know, um. The only required jerseys that we've learned for teams to have, I believe, are their regulars and their alternates and et cetera, are the military appreciation, hockey fights cancer, and I believe St. Patrick's Day is yes. also in there, which yes. is a fun time. Yes. Cool. Something about leprechaun. Like, I don't know. Listen, I, I'm Irish. Like, you know, okay, Irish. proudly Irish. But so that's not I. necessary. That's that not what necessary. Makes- it's like as an Irish, like it's hilarious. It's Absolutely. just like this is where we're at. Like really, this is where we're at. So it's just exhausting, and I think it's just a reminder that like it's hard to be queer in hockey. It just Absolutely. Is. Well, and um, and and to cap that off, like I said, we are going to talk about the Leafs game. Uh, to cap that off, make sure you guys are spreading love online, not hate, because hate seems to be winning the fight lately. So there are lots of causes that both Robert and I have tweeted out about lately. Some of them are coming up very big, coming up new. Uh, Robert and I will talk about this more at the end of the stream, but let's talk about the Leafs for now, okay? Um, it's always about the Leafs. Lauren. It's always about it the to, Leafs. We have to go back. It's always about the and, Leafs. And I, I'm glad that uh, the Leafs showed up tonight and did play well, even though the first, the end of the first period, I was like, the shots were 15 to three at the end of the first period, and I was like, this is gonna be like the Oilers game. It's just gonna be like this, and it's gonna be terrible, and we're gonna have to watch the whole thing, and it's gonna suck. And terrible, poor, good, no good, very bad day. Like, yes. The fact you yes. came back from two days off. I I know you. I know they went on a flight across the country, and right. I know they changed a bunch of times. But so but does everybody else, guys. I literally, Steve said this in the LFR because I got a bu- bunch of you watch this of like, yes, it's on the road. No, I don't care. You had two days off. Like, yeah. And, but there's also a couple other fun circumstances around this. And one of them is your second line center. And one of them is your third line center. Or maybe one of them is your second line center and one of them is your second line wing. Depends on who you ask. Yes. Ryan O'Reilly and Tavares. Having a successful surgery today, apparently, on his finger. That got hurt wow. two days, like 48 hours ago now. 72 hours ago. Um, 72, yeah. Looks like he's going to be out four weeks. But, you know, the Which... Leafs play well tonight in a nice little bounce back game. Especially one where, in years past, if they lose Tavares, it's just a wash, right? It's yeah. like, oh, and... we're just going to lose these two points. And just as a caveat, uh, Tavares apparently woke up, not Saturday night, woke up Sunday morning feeling dizzy and then felt fine the rest of the day and felt fine on Monday right. and could have played tonight. That's the big right. thing. Is that, it was yes, precautionary measures, I think, that yeah. they said. He's a, yeah, he's a guy that suffered concussions throughout his career. Yeah. He has suffered concussions before, notably against Montreal. Like, you yes. do want to excise a bunch, an abundance and of caution. And he's no spring chicken. Not to see that oh. he's old, but when, you know... I'll give you an example. So I was telling Rob right before the stream today that I went away this past weekend and I went snowboarding and it was a great time. And I didn't really hurt myself very badly. And then I was on my way home. I was on my way to work on Monday morning and I slipped on the ice right in front of the subway station and ate it. Like I totally cracked, cracked down, felt something pop. It was awful. And as you get older, it takes so much longer for you to, like, get back to normal after small things, like even just twisting your ankle. Like, 
10 years ago, me, when I was like 24 years old, I would have like walked it off and not even thought about it the rest of the day and not had to worry about it. And now I'm like useless, useless yeah. for and, days. And, yeah. you know, you, you make a good point, Robert, about Tavares has had some concussion history in the past. And most notably, the most recently, that awful one, which was just the penultimate concussion against the Montreal game and anybody that's ever had a concussion anybody that's ever had any kind of head trauma tells you that it will take a long time to get back to normal yeah and, and it, go ahead once you have one concussion like once you have a concussion once in your life it's really easy to get them again especially in a sport with a ton of contact and especially yeah. head contact and we all watched that vancouver game at least the beginning of it maybe you turned it off and i get it but we watched the beginning in the first 45 seconds of the game Tavares gets rocked yeah and then gets rocked again like five minutes later like yeah. i was surprised he finished the game and he looked a little bit rough for the rest of the game i'm surprised like, they I, let him finish the game honestly I'm, I'm surprised that maybe that's a whole bigger conversation about what it means to have head injuries of the sport but like yeah. he did not look great and so i was actually pretty as a Tavares lover i have many jerseys of him he's sitting behind me as a Tavares lover i was really glad he sat this game because guess what that means they played Saturday. This was a Tuesday night game. Guess when they play against Saturday? He gets against the Oilers again. Against the Oilers again. Yeah. And here's the great thing about Tavares as a player, and this has been it happened time and time again throughout his career. He's better with rest. He is great with rest. Yeah. Um. You see it coming out of breaks. You see it. Uh. Last year was a bit of an exception. Um. COVID. He had a really rough time with COVID. We do know that. Um. But like after he has a couple days off, he's usually refreshed. I would lock in on um. You know, SportsInteraction.com/sdpn. Like I would lock in a Tavares goal on at least an assist least on Saturday night. At least a goal. I would. Absolutely. I would. I would easily say that gives him a point especially because like he's going to be going back to the center role because he won't be playing on the wing because his teammates are missing but let's talk about tonight's game and who our um second line center and third line center were i don't know about you i looked at this lineup and was like are you kidding me this is what we're going with okay well and mash in the chat it says right at the beginning of the stream so bunce is back on the top line now right first of all i would hope so there's more to this i would question. hope so are we done with the Kerfoot experiment? I don't think I can Please. lose more brain cells watching that mess of a line. Uh, um, and this was something that Robert and I talked about when we were texting frantically during this game. Honestly, we might have just we might as well have just faced on each other. Um, and it's so clear from the beginning of the game, like Kerfoot, he's he just he, because. I almost think Kerfoot is too much of a passer. Like, Marner's already enough of a passer. We don't need another person that's sort of like that, that's less talented. Like, we Bunting is way more likely to get in the in the blue paint and actually mm -hmm. score a goal from there. Like, at one point, Kerfoot was standing in the blue paint, and I was like, oh, that's cute. But what are that's you doing? Nice. Like, you're never, like, like I hope <laughs> you prove me wrong, and I hope you score a goal from there. But historically speaking, you don't score goals from there. So, like, why are you trying to make the shoe fit when it's very clearly on the wrong foot? Yeah, you kerfoot. Um, you you know you want bread, you go to the store. You want goals, go to the net. That's fine. But I have some questions, and I really would like Chief and the rest of the development staff to decide what Alexander Kerfoot is, because once again, as Steve has pointed out, like you can't go from the fourth line to the third line, from the left to the right. I do like you need to have some consistency. Mm -hmm. We are in this twenty-ish games period of the tune-up mm -hmm. of like prepping for the playoffs and so we're going to see guys 
everywhere all of the time. All of the lines are going to be messed up. Lines aren't going to be the same from game to game to game. No. Probably, especially because we're having guys sitting. We're definitely going to have some people sit for load management. I wouldn't be surprised if Giordano sits a game. I wouldn't be, especially with our abundance of defensemen. We're going to have these people shifting. But oh my goodness, what is Alexander Kerfoot? I, had a fr- I have a friend who it runs helps me run our STPN uh, Discord server. His name is Butter. And I asked him because he told me this phrase Butters. a long time ago. And I asked him what he said. And it was Kerfoot. He doesn't call Kerfoot the Swiss Army knife. He calls him the mid-army knife because he can play anywhere. But he has mid at a lot of those places. And <laughs> it's hilarious because I, there's nobody who wants these players to succeed like Leaf fans. There is like... Fun fact, uh, like the Boston Bruins do not want Alexander Kerfoot to succeed on his team. Mm-hmm. I would like Alexander Kerfoot to succeed. I would like Justin Hall to succeed. We need to give them the best possible chance to succeed. And that, at this point, doesn't look like it's the top line. I understand punishing Michael Bunting. I understand. He's yep. had some trouble. Yep. He proved himself in this game. He looked fantastic. Guess what he got? A promotion to the top line. Guess what happened? It worked out. And he yep. also got power play time. Yep. Well, and he ends up being being the person to tie it up right in the third, right? And, um, you know, it's funny because those new guys, even though we know that the lines don't, we still probably haven't seen what the lines are going to look like in the first game of the playoffs, right? <laughs> Can we talk very briefly about Yarncroke with uh, William Nylander and Sam Lafferty? I love And I love how there was just Crow. like, oh, okay, there's just chemistry here. You just know where you there's each other there. are, right? Whereas... And that's now I'm not saying that you need to run that line out there and take Willie off of Austin's wing and all of this stuff. But like that's a line where they probably haven't even had a practice together running lines together. Doubt it. And they have chemistry. When you put like Kerfoot, Matthews and Marner together, there's no chemistry. And, you know, to your point, I also believe that Bunting hasn't been playing up to his potential, which is valid. But like. You're going to put him down there with Holmberg, who did not have a good game today. No. Like, honey, you wanted, you've been working so hard and you've been playing so well. Um, And Steve's with that huge hit to opening the game, to open the game. Oh, my goodness. He looked fine. He looked fine. I was fine with Alex Steve's. But, you know, but but Holmberg taking the the high stick to the face on Andre Andre Pallott, the double minor. That could have changed the game. That I yeah. wrote it down in my like the four minute minor is defines a game almost yeah. always because you're either going to score or you're not. And, and then William up, takes another penalty right after that. Buddy, like they killed the four minute, and I'm like, okay, the momentum shifted. You've killed off a power play, and William Nylander, what are you doing? But yeah. the thing with Pontus Holmberg is, I went to see the Marlies on Family Day on the Family Day game at Scotiabank Arena, mm-hmm. and I'm watching Pontus Holmberg play, and they're playing against, I believe it was the Utica Comet. I would they were playing against the New Jersey Devils farm team fun fact okay which is hilarious to me which is also why i think pontus holmberg was brought up because he Mm. looked like an nhl player in that game compared to ahl players pontus holmberg is an nhl player right that's at least how it feels this but here's the thing we're going to be getting people coming in coming out you can bring up ahl players and bring them back down for the next couple weeks you can bring up up to four players at a time to fill out your roster Mm -hmm. that's not the game you want to have that's like is pontus holmberg going to be sent back down to the marlies and in an exchange instead bring up my love my life bobby mcmahon we can only pray we can only pray because honestly, Pontus Holmberg had a really rough game. And maybe they're giving that to the travel and the fact that like, oh, by the way, bud, you're playing in this game. Congratulations. But yeah, no, you can't do that. Like you need to be that. And especially because it wasn't just 
like a standard penalty. It was a like, keep your stick on the ice, bud. You have to be aware of where your stick is at all times. Yeah. We stick infractions are my least favorite kind of penalties. I hate stick infractions. Like that's the thing. You are not in control of a lot in an NHL game. You're not in control of the speed of it. You're not in control of your line mates. Sometimes you are in control of your stick yeah. and where it goes. And like, yeah, apparently according to New Jersey Devils fans who were at the game, there was a lot of blood. So they looked at that four minute, were like, LMAO, that's a bunch of blood. And it was a penalty. If they had called that a two minute, by the way, instead of a four minute, I'm not sure what would have happened at the Prudential Center. I'm not sure. I'm legal. I have concerns. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Timo Meyer might have just gone on the ice and started like just hacking people's heads off with this stick. Like, it's uh, possible. Like a lumberjack, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear, like with the Buzz Lightyear hand yeah. chop. That's what it would have looked like. Um, but that didn't happen. Instead, Pontus Holberg takes the double minor and then also, you know, is partly responsible for the the goal to put the Devils up 3-2. Three, 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 um, and he didn't have a great game. And even though the next person I'm going to talk about ended up actually getting an assist in the game. It's time. It's, it's we have to have it's it's, it's game time. over Toronto. We have to we talk need to about talk Justin about Hall. It. We do need to talk about it. And Justin yeah. Hall, I if you don't follow me on Twitter, which is fine, um, you should follow me and Robert on Twitter. You should also like and subscribe to the uh, the stream right now. Um, you, you should go on to Leafs Twitter and you should look at the meme that I sent out. The uh, every time this happens, I do one push up. Go ahead and look at that meme because it's, it's all, really good. It's really true. And I, I made it and then I sent it to Robert and then another instance of where Justin Hall didn't cover his man and like, they just score. <laughs> like, on Here's like what I saw from the penalty kill was the most peak Justin Hall moment I've ever freaking seen. Mm-hmm. He's in perfect position. He's exactly where he's supposed to be. Yep. He left his perfect position to cover another guy's like cover someone else's guy. Yep. The guy he had been covering scored the goal. Yeah. Was the one who scored the goal. Yeah. Like there is like it's a fast paced game, and I get that. But the thing that like we've been saying, and here's as somebody who defends Justin Hall probably way more than he deserves, my answer is almost always the same. He's a pretty good penalty killer. Well, I really like him on the penalty kill. Like I really appreciate him. But do not mess up the thing I praise you on. This is not the time. Yeah. Especially when we have like 12 defensemen and the like it's such a, like, especially when we have Timothy Lilligren, who is arguably still our best defenseman, Sheldon, being threatened to be scratched. And if yeah. Luke Shen, who's having, whose wife is actively having a baby or is about to have a baby, if he had been playing in this game, would Timothy Lilligren have been scratched over, for Shen? Probably. I think he would have. He would have. And I hate that. And we would I all be that. yelling. We would all be yelling I'd be at screaming. Him. Because it wouldn't matter what happened in the game. They could have won 6-0 six, six and I would have come on this show and screamed about Timothy Lilligren. Yes. And lots of people in the chat, MASH again included, uh, lots of people wondering why Keith trusts him so much, trust Hall so much, because it's his emotional support safety blanket. That's it what must it is. Be That's what it is. Because, and, and to be fair, Timothy Lilligren at the beginning of the game in the first period was having a rough game. He was he was getting lit up. He was getting like stuck in his own end. All of the passes that he was making that were tr- he was just trying to clear the zone yeah. kept getting held up at the line. Tim- and I was like, and- oh my gosh, Timothy, please just play, Tim- just push a little bit more on those passes because we don't. I don't want him to come out of the lineup because I I do think he is really good. And I okay. think if you keep letting Hall play and make those 
and make the choices that he so often does to just either leave his man or just not put any pressure, which is what happened on the first two Devil's right. Bowls, where he was just not. not. He was just, just puck He was just not. He was puck just watch. like at the second, at the last second, he was like, oh, but you're, it's already, you're already too late, right? And it's like, and the argument becomes like, oh, the game's fast. Yeah, they're trained for this. They're professional league NHL defensemen. Like they yeah. are, fun fact, most of your job as a defenseman, at least like from what you can see is making those predictions and being in the right place at the right time. Because mm-hmm. fun fact, being in the right place at the right time often does work out for you as an NHL player. You can see that in a guy we're probably going to talk about in Ilya Samsonov. Because there's something to be said about being in the right spot and probably things will work out for you. But we'll come back to him in a bit. But I just like... He's like, he's exhausting. And the fact that he got an assist on the game winning goal concerns me a little bit in the fact that like he might get ice time out of that. He will. He will because for all his defensive warts, all of a sudden he gets an assist on the game winning goal. And again, to be fair, like he, he, oh no, not the game, the game tying goal, the game Game tying tying, goal. Yes. Um, And it was a very nice pass. Austin Matthews said hi. Yes. Hi, hi, remember me? Um, he looked like the second happiest person to score a goal tonight. Mitch Marner, when he scored that goal, his little celly to the, like the Leafs fans right behind the net. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, and he's having such a great season. He's so, he's so much fun to watch all the time. It's games like that where I'm like, oh, he really does just love being a Leaf fan and loves Leafs fans. You just like, yeah, it's hard because especially like, especially in a market like Toronto, where you're being worn down constantly by the fans and how the fans treated him after certain playoff series were like, I, there's a reason I call puck over the glass, the Mitch Marner special sometimes. Like I still thought I still like, I, I did that for long for a while and still everyone saw like, eh, nice. But like, there's a reason the fact that he was worn down by this market and still loves this market is great. The same goes for Michael Bunting, by the way, he's in a similar, like the market is wearing him down. Like he looks happy to me. Yeah, like, yeah, it was great. Well, and it looks like lots of people in the chat are agreeing with us on our on our hall take. On yeah, hello chat on all of our hall takes. Caleb saying Hall has been doing this all season, and you're right. It's it's the Jake Gardner effect, right? Where he makes these good plays where good things happen after, but (laughs) then the defensive mistakes that he is just are game changing mistakes. Yeah, right. And Rod (laughs) Rod Chalice, what Hall is to Keith Polak was to Babcock. Why does God hate the Uh, league? Um, one more thing on Justin Hall, just as an aside, and what I've been finding really funny lately, there's only two players left on the Leafs from the Marley's Calder Cup run, mm-hmm. I believe. Would you like to make a guess at the two? It's Justin Hall. Yes. And William Nylander? No, William Nylander was, was already on the Leafs. Leafs. He was already on it's the Timothy Leafs. It's Timothy Lilligren. Timothy Lilligren, right. I knew that. Which is hilarious because, like, my answer always, like, my always thought for Justin Hall of, like, why is Keith trust him so much? This is going back to that. Is because I'm like, well, they won the Calder Cup together. Like, well, he was on the Calder Cup winning roster. Like, all that. But, like, also, Timothy Lilligren is literally standing right there. I made a tweet when that when I when Rasmus Sandin was traded, being like, the only Leaf left is Timothy Lilligren. And then everyone's like, Justin Hall. And I'm like, I didn't want to remember him, actually. <laughs> I'm cool with my tweet as it was. I like to actually... It's better this I'm like way. This, yeah, I'm like, it's better this way. But it's yep. exhausting to watch Justin Hall continue to get ice time. Especially because, like, we're going to see games where 
He shouldn't like be playing. Timothy Lilligren is scratched over Justin Hall. Yeah. Mark Giordano, that might be for load management, is scratched over Justin Hall. TJ Brody might get like, I'm like, where is the line? Where's the buck stop? Like, who do you keep? Just Sheldon Keefe, who do you want on this team right now more than you want Justin Hall? I, for one, vote that it should be Jake McCabe, who plays so well. Hello. Why Why didn't we get him earlier and like ship Hall off? Why? Great. Also, by great. the way, the Leafs did win, and we've spent at least yes. a little bit, too, a lot of time on Justin Hall. We'll get to some joy. Yes. Uh, you're talking to two pretty positive Leaf fans, and Absolutely. we're like, Justin Hall sucks. And that's what happens when you're like, lose down a goal for really stupid mistakes against a New Jersey Devils team that's incredibly deep. Yes. Especially like one that now has Timo Meyer, who, mm-hmm. as a note, didn't look great this game. There was a and, bunch of times tonight when I was like, I forgot they were on the Devils. It's almost like the Devils mm-hmm. are the Detroit Red Wings of the Metro- mm-hmm. Metropolitan, where you're like, I forgot they had Dougie Hamilton. Oh, yeah. And oh, I forgot that they got Andre effing Palat because Leaf Killer, of course, he gets a goal tonight. Um, <laughs> some, someone in the chat, the Matthew in the chat, the passion that wears players down is also what they play for. Okay, 100%. so quick detour. On on the pa- on the pa- la passion topic, the passion, la passion. Okay, um, if again, again, we're gonna go back to Twitter right now because that's all I do when I'm not at work and I'm not okay. doing this. Um, somebody made uh, Tim and friends posted the Blue Jays Jose Batista with the Moneyball moment, right? Right. And, if you lived in this city, you remember that. You remember watching it. You probably remember where you were when that happened. I remember where I was. Yep. And that wasn't even the finals, guys. Nope. And and that's the sort of level that of excitement that happened in that moment. Like, I still get goosebumps every time I watch that video. It's and beautiful. I, and I the know, building shook. Yes. It shook. If you watch the video of him running the bases, the camera's literally vibrating. Like, it's on one of those 50s mm-hmm. weight loss machines. If the Leafs get to, like, the Stanley Cup final, even to the conference final, if it's, like, a game-winning goal, there's going to be footage like that. And there's going to be moments like that. And I think what is bringing people back to Toronto that are from here that maybe wouldn't have come here a few years ago is that they know that that energy can kind of exist. And anybody that's anybody in hockey knows that. And and this is not, this is biased Leafs fan for sure, but there are lots of other NHL players, Brad Marchand included, who have said once they get going, like they're going to be a problem and this city is going to lose their minds. Like we have people in Canucks land saying that. We have people all across Canada saying that. We have people all across the NHL saying that once Toronto gets over the hump and once they... Once that happens, like all all of those people and the people that were involved in the in the play that is the game winning goal, however it's scored, that gets us over into the into the either the Eastern Conference Final or into the third round or into the Stanley yeah. Cup Final. Sorry, that moment is going to be immortalized like the Canada history moments that we used to see in gold and brown on for TV. Sure. That's what yeah. it's going to be. And that's what all those guys are coming back here for because they want to be a part of it. And I can't say I blame them. There's a reason a lot of ex-Leafs and people that have like left the sport and retired who were part of the Leafs runs in the er- like early, late 90s, early, like a little bit into the early 2000s, but not that long into the early 2000s. And I'm not going to sit here and name them all, but there's a reason why a lot of them are ambassadors to the team mm-hmm. and come back and hang around the team. 
Yeah. It's a really, it'll be really fun for the city. And remember, we've lost a lot of Leaf fans since 2004. Like, mm-hmm. not talking 1967, that's way less interesting. But like going from 2004, there's a lot of people that have left this hockey team. And you will see a lot of them come back for, to watch the second round, this oh, team yeah. in the second round. Whenever the second round, they're in the second round because, like, there's an inevitability, at least around the feeling. And, like, there's a lot of people that will come back to this team and come back to hockey as a whole. Because, like, um, if you watch this city in 2019 when the Raptors won, like, the city, which um, a lot of people are like, Toronto's not a base uh, basketball one um your uh racism is showing that's straight up what it is like, yeah you're literally thanks <laughs> yeah. for telling us let me know but like there's a reason the city exploded when the raptors won yep. after round one after two after three after four the city's gonna explode yep. is the city ready for that i don't know but maybe we should go back to the new jersey devils because we still have at least 20 games to go before we even start talking about the playoffs oh, absolutely. somebody asked a really interesting question in the chat mm-hmm. um i don't have who the name was and i'll look and find it um if the Leafs get bounced, what happens to Sheldon Keefe? And we can talk about Sheldon Keefe decisions for a second. Because I am sitting, I've been thinking about it for the last five minutes. And the answer is, I have no idea. What do you think, Warren? I think it depends. I think. That is also my answer. I think it depends. And everybody, can, you know, I'm sure lots of people are going to are gonna slander me that. And that's fine. Um, I think it depends on how they lose. And if they lose, everybody's going to be mad and somebody's getting fired. I don't know who it is. Who are we pointing fingers at? I would guess Sheldon Keefe. Not Sheldon Keefe. I would guess Kyle Dubas because... Probably. Because... I don't like that. Keefe, I don't like it either. But Keefe has like a ridiculous winning percentage. It's wild. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's clear that he, to some degree, knows what he's doing. Not saying that he's perfect. I'm not calling him Barry Trotz. I'm not calling him anybody else. I'm not calling him John Cooper. I'm not saying he has every single answer. Like, you know, we're all sitting here uh, talking about Kerfoot and Hall and all these other decisions. And I think that if coaching decisions are made in a way that affect the outcome of the series, in and an example of that would be if – he is giving Justin Hall and Morgan Riley top pairing minutes. The that, Patrick Marlowe of it all. That is, yes. The Patrick Marlowe of it all. The Ron Hainsey of the it Ron all. The Ron Hainsey. Okay. Like, we're going, it's Groundhog yeah. Day. We know yeah. what it looks like for I've a coach seen to this make episode. a bad decision. I've seen this episode before. Um, yeah. If he makes a decision like that or or in taking bunting off the top line and putting Alexander Kerfoot on the top line instead and that leads to all of these other goals for the other team i think of course it's going to impact his employment future i don't want that but you know i also don't know if i don't i also don't think that kyle fire kyle dubas is the right thing either because no uh, someone will take him within like 45 seconds he doesn't have a job he's gonna go on vacation to like muskoka for seven days and come back with a job in some organization i don't know if it's a gm but it's yeah. an analytics guy. It's whatever. It's a scouter because, oh, my goodness, this man's scouting is wonderful. The fact that you're we barely pecked in the first round in the last couple of years and still having these incredible players, um, Matthew Nyes, who we're all just staring and licking our chops, being like, are they going to lose in the final four? Well, please enjoy my camera deciding I don't have a face anymore. <laughs> the fu- like, if they don't make you're the final four, can bit. I please come back? There, there we you go. go. Welcome back. Yay. Maybe. Anyway, happy it, to like, see we're, uh, there we go. Anyway, so like if Matthew Nyes is 
Like we're all licking our chops that we're begging to lose before the final four, even though they're projected to win. We know what projected to win looks like. Like he, that was a scouting decision by Dubis, and it was a mm. second round scouting decision by yeah. Dubis. But anyway, he'll have a job no matter what. So yeah. it's just like, it's fascinating. I just like, I do think you are right. It's going to be coaching decision. But I will say a coaching decision I really loved in this game is how well Keith was able to match up the New Jersey Devils fourth line with our big boys, with mm-hmm. the top line. I, the New Jersey Devils team deserves a lot of credit and I think they're going to run away. I, like, I don't think there's any chance they lose the Metro division right now. I just don't. Um, who they'll play is a bigger question because there's a dog fight in the East for the wild card as a whole. Mm-hmm. And the Metro has decided that Metro overtime is a thing that my friends who love the Metro say because every Metro team goes to overtime literally all of the time. Like, there, there's no way to run away. I do have concerns about their fourth line. But, like, I think those will, those are the kind of things, those are nitpicky. And I do think Timo Meyer will figure it out with that team. It's just Lindy Ruff runs a really complicated system as a whole, and it's really hard to bring in new players there. And I think he's just struggling with that. I, and also, like, once again, he was a deadline deal, and he sat for a while and was like, I don't know where the heck I'm going. Yeah. For like two well, and listen, there's lots of players on the Leafs that we, we've been saying aren't necessarily completely up to speed at this point, right? God, no. And, like... It's still, it's not even been a week since the trade deadline, everybody. Yeah. Like, this, let's pump the brakes on saying yeah. that Timo Meyer was this, a wash in New Jersey because. Guy, he's fine. Yeah, he's going to be, be fine. He's going to be. And New Jersey has, in the last couple of years especially, been able to draw a lot of the free agents there in the summertime. I mean, I know that the trade deadline's over and we can't sign anybody else, but. You know, they've got Andre Pilat, they got Dougie Hamilton, they now have Timo Meyer, Meyer, right? Like they have one of the team. they have one of the Hughes bros. Like they have all of these Chiquises. pieces. Yes. And you know, even their goalie Vitek Vanacek has been fantastic since the new year. Yeah. And and you know, it's, it's nice to see the Devils back up on the upswing because I do think they're a fun team to watch. Oh. And they were so good in the neutral zone and off the rush tonight. Like but every they time the Leafs, in the first every time the Leafs every time the Leafs made a slightly off the mark pass, the Devils were on it in no, their thanks. zone again. None like for you. thank you very much. I'll be taking that. Here's your lunch money. Go away. They had a couple, like the fact that the William, that I think is a testament. Let's go back to the positive of this game. That's a testament to William Nylander, the hockey player, by the oh, way. Because had such a good game tonight. His goal that turned in, that was Yarn Croak's goal. If you look at the goal, every single player on that ice is staring at William Nylander. They are staring at Nylander and still they're all staring at him and he's still able to feather this little pass to Yarn Croak who's wide open. Yeah. But it's a testament to how gosh darn good of a hockey player he is. And it's hilarious because this happened again, the Devils and Puckwalk. Like Matthews, you did leave him open at the hash marks. Mm-hmm. I know he's had a rough season at the hash marks. And also Austin Matthews, thank you for proving me wrong. I was chatting in the SDPM Discord where we live watch all the games. So in fact, we have a game day chat and watch the games. Um, so it's super fun. We just to chat with like 30 or 40 Leafs fans all the time. And I was saying to them as I'm like, I think he, like at the end of the season, whenever the Leafs play their last game, whatever round that is, like he's going to go off and have a surgery. I was like, he's had a back injury throughout his career. I still think he's got something going on. But I swear he heard me say that because then he scored like two minutes later. I'm like, what the heck, man? Well, no, it, here, it's like, a, no, that was exactly the moment when you were like, oh, hey, I'll come on the stream with you. And that's when we started winning, actually. Actually, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, like seriously, <laughs> so he, I 
swear he heard me because I'm like, seriously, it's really like, I know he's had a rough season. That's still Austin Matthews. Yeah. Maybe don't leave him alone in the hash marks. And also Michael Bunting being like, I'm just going to let this slip right between my legs. Like, I'm just going to out of the way here. Just kidding. Yeah. And then, you know, the Wizard of Oz reveal behind of Austin Matthews um, haunting the devils. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying the uh, metaphor in chat that just says Keith's cake won't rise because they're talking about Dubis giving them the groceries, but you can't cook. Anyway, very funny. I wonder. I'd love to see a risen cake. That'd be nice. Before we like end the stream, because we've been talking for a while, can we talk about Ilya Samsonov for a couple minutes? That man deserves some freaking credit for a couple different things. Literally, the second, yes, me and my precious notebook, which was very short tonight. The second thing, my emotional support notebook. Uh, Sammy saving Bud's asses one minute in. That's the first thing I ever One minute in. Here's the thing. So Ilya Samsonov, if you didn't see, we froze for half a second. Uh, Ilya Samsonov, if you didn't see at the very beginning of the game, um, apparently took a puck off in warm-ups. And some people say it was me. Some people say it was in a couple different places. Mm. But, like, he took something. Something almost brought him out of this game. I think whatever, like, I think he got tapped with the puck and then was like, I'm going beast mode this game. Yeah. He looked really great for a long stretches of the game. There, we, but. like, the, if that game is, if that net, if our net is goaltended by any of the goalies that played last year, save for Eric Shelgren, we are talking about a loss. Jack Campbell probably is not as steady, and Edmonton Oilers fans can attest to this. Ilya you Samsonov watch. is more steady. He is more consistent. He gives you more saves in a night that maybe you don't deserve than Jack Campbell did mm-hmm. last year. Jack Campbell had a couple of really good games for the Leafs, especially during yeah. his tenure here. And there's no he had denying great playoffs. That. Absolutely, he was a great player for us. But he was also not never felt good. He was never somebody that was like that made me believe that he could steal a game. And while I no. don't think Ilya Samsonov necessarily, I have it set in stone and I'm going to get it tattooed across my chest that he's going to steal a game. I think in games like tonight, if the Leafs play more solid defensively, there's a chance that those goals that go in don't, or at least don't. fewer of them. And oh. it seems like the opportunities, the goals that other teams are getting are because of second and third chances where the Leafs aren't yeah. getting able to, oh. aren't having an opportunity to clear the puck or they're just not clearing it successfully. Yeah. Or, like, go ahead. Or my only other thing is like, or he's not, he doesn't see that puck. This is my right. only gripe with Elias Samsonov. And I was talking mm-hmm. to my friend Jess, who's a Washington Capitals fan, from like the moment we got Elias Samsonov, I'm like, tell me a little bit about him. And the thing that she told me was the fact that like he doesn't track the puck. Yeah. And I'll- that the fact um like he gets like he's really athletic. He's an incredibly athletically gifted dude. And his athleticism saves him sometimes. And you can see it as a Leafs fan, especially when he decides to leave the net. Mm-hmm. And he still catches the puck. Yeah. And you saw it three or four times tonight. And this is what worried me. And I'm like, we need to keep working on this. Is he didn't know where the puck was. He literally mm-hmm. had it in his pads and was and he you can tell when he does it. You'll see this every game. Yeah. He, when he starts looking behind himself, it's when you notice, oh, Sammy had no idea where that puck mm-hmm. was. He did it and was great. And most of the time he saves it, but it's why he often gives up these point blank goals. At yeah. least that's what it feels like for me. It's like he is not a great puck tracker. And then we have Matt Murray, 
who has had to wear the goggles in practice that are working on tracking the puck. Mm -hmm. I really, like Curtis Sanford, our goalie, new goalie coach, has been really wonderful this year. I believe that's Yes, it is. Yes. yes. He's done wonderful work because, honestly, I think the goalie coach last year, our previous goalie coach, like, had a lot of struggles. Steve Breer. Steve Breer, a lot of people did not like that man for valid Mm -hmm. reasons. I think Curtis Sanford still has his work cut out for him, and he still has some time to do it, but that's my only concern in goaltending. It's why I'm like, I'm not actually that pressed that uh, they didn't go out and get a goaltender. I was pretty sure we were not getting Thatcher Demko. Yeah. Like, that would have been a blockbuster of a trade, though. Yeah. Also, Elena has a camera in the chat. Willie got the belt and regave it to Sammy, according to Austin. Yay! Also, we love Elena in this house. Absolutely. Friend of the show, Elena. Um, Yes, absolutely. Samsonov keeping them in that game. They should have, honestly, they probably should have lost that game for how well they didn't really play in the first period. And what was the first? Samsonov kept them in the game 100% in the first period. Like that, there's no one else that could have gotten the belt tonight. He played so well. He's the reason that they won. You don't, we've proved it in the, they proved it in the playoffs time and time and time and time again with the teams that win, short of Vasilevsky. But like, you don't need an incredible goaltender to win in the playoffs. You don't. Mm -hmm. Look at the Oilers last year. They won three, two playoff rounds with Mike Smith mainly manning the day. You do not need to have the world beater. It's really handy, but you don't need a world tender. You do not need the world. A world beater. Yeah. Yeah, like, we don't need Cthulhu the Colorado, in the net. No, the Colorado Avalanche did it last year with Darcy Kemper. He's still a really wonderful goaltender. He, like, I'm pretty sure he still leads the league in shutout, or he did for a really long mm-hmm. stretch of the season. But like, you don't need a world tent beating goaltender. You need really strong defense who can clear away the rebounds, or and you need a goalie who steals you a couple of saves and gets you saves above. There's a reason saves above expected is such a fascinating stat. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at tonight's stats, but I'm assuming Ilya Samsonov's save above expected is higher than you think it is it's probably sitting somewhere in like the two to three range which is pretty high for a goaltender yeah he played really well tonight and i'm glad and he plays better when he plays consistently and i'm sure he he was i'm sure he was not satisfied with how the game went the other night with matt murray and i imagine he was like this is my opportunity to show them that they're making the right decision And it seems like it went well. He won the game tonight for the Leafs. So. Yeah. It's a, it's important to note that Sammy is a former first-round pick. He yes. was picked like 20, somewhere in the 20 range for the Washington Capitals. And he said it multiple times in multiple different venues. All he's wanted his entire career is to have the net, is mm-hmm. to have the reign of the net. Matt Murray is back, and I'm really happy Matt Murray is back because Samsonov needs some rest because right now it's still Sammy's net. Matt Murray yeah. looks great. He played a really great game against Vancouver despite the result. I think he's going to have a problem. I'm really excited to see Matt Murray play against Edmonton, but like, I don't see how it's not Sammy's net to lose, especially if we have home ice advantage, which you, is still up in the air. You really want to put Murray up against the Oilers on Saturday? I think uh, they did confirm I Keith mm-hmm. did say that Matt Murray is playing That's Saturday. But after Sammy's performance tonight, yeah. it's possible you have to have a discussion. You have to have a discussion about no, you're it. Right. Um, I do think like Matt Murray needs games. Like he yes. really needs coming back from LTIR. He needs these games. Yeah. And do I and like Sammy had his chance against the Oilers. That's mm-hmm. also the reality. Or Sam did Sammy yeah. No, Wolf played against Calgary. No, I think Sammy or Matt Murray deserves to have a chance against the Edmonton Oilers because Fair they're enough. a fascinating team. And they're injured. like, I think he has a chance, but I do think after tonight's performance, you've got to have at least a discussion, especially because fun fact, they're at home and Sammy 
is world beating at home. Yes. And Matt Murray isn't great at home, but he's great on the road. Also, uh, music for all. Lauren, did you get hit with a puck or a high stick from homework? Uh, for those of you listening, uh, I have a square band-aid on the side of my jaw. And it's a far less exciting story than that. So I will just take one of your answers and say I got hit with a high stick from Pontus Holmberg. Damn, that's Yay. Lauren is uh, was a game time decision and very thankfully was in. I also uh, really liked Matthew's comment of nice to see Sammy didn't freak out in Starfish when he couldn't find it. Sit still and let your defense tell you. A hundred percent, Matthew. When you have a trust in your defense, like you are able to do that. Like he does, he does love to Starfish. He really does love to go yeah. belly. There's a TikTok going around of this is my I think what we'll leave it with. But like there's a TikTok going around of Sammy in practice and warm up in the vink or in one of the games and he's doing the weirdest little hop i've ever freaking seen oh the hop and then down to his knees yeah he's hop and down to his knees like we'll post it somewhere we'll probably i'll probably put it on my twitter or something but it's one of the funniest tiktoks i've ever seen it's the most uh, like it's so it's such a really funny (laughs) you sent that to me and i was like robert said this to me in our chat and i was like what's he sending me and i watched it i was like i don't even really know what that was It's really funny. It was it's during the first funny. period when I'm like, there is literally no joy in this game. Because yeah. that's what this felt, game felt like in the first. And the yes. fact that we came out with a win and then I get to keep my game over record of undefeated because I've done that's this show. It. I did game over Calgary as Toronto a couple days ago. And now I've come here. My game over stints apparently are ramping up. Um, it was super like I am undefeated. And that was very nice of the lose to keep it that way. Listen, everybody in the chat was happy to have you tonight. I was overjoyed to have you hop on with me tonight. E-bug. I even went and changed hats so that we could have matching toques because matching friends in this house were matching hats and matching friends. shirt colors. Come on, let's go. I, I couldn't find my Game Over hoodie. I oh, promise I own a Game Over hoodie, but instead okay. we have the Jesse one. Uh, well, Jesse Blake said wow. no to the New Jersey Devils tonight. Adam no. Adam Wilde and his New Jersey Devils. Oh, Adam Wilde. Uh, I did text Adam and he said he was incredibly sad, but he thinks the New Jersey Devils will bounce back. So that's nice. Uh, we have to talk about what you're doing tomorrow before we go. That's the only other we thing. We do. We do. Tomorrow, and I don't know if we actually hammered out all of the details for this yet, but there is going to be a video uh, up on the SDPN channel. I believe we decided on a video, not a live stream. I believe so. It's going to be a premiere around 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll tweet about it, but what's the video about? So it is uh, for International Women's Day because tomorrow, March 8th, is International Women's Day, and we are having a smorgasbord of different women in our the sport that we all love so very much um on that video tomorrow we're gonna have Liz knox from noxy and cax we're gonna have sam chang from game over toronto we're gonna have lists we're going to have rachel dory back on the show we're gonna have all kinds of different people all kinds of different segments talking about women in sport talking about the great that they do talking about what we can do to support more women in hockey and and to grow our sport and to be more inclusive not only to people in in communities like robert and mine's in the gay community but also you know bringing women in and of course indigenous people on indigenous uh on indigenous rights days and and black history month and all of that um sdpn we're always trying to do more to reach more of our communities and doing this video tomorrow is just a small thing that we can do to try and um show what women can do in sport because hey the sport's always better whenever we get more women in it so let's keep the goodness going and uh that will be live not live tomorrow night but it will be premiering tomorrow night and it will come out some
sometime late tomorrow. Yes. We will tweet lots, and I'm assuming Lauren will tweet about it. Yes, I will absolutely tweet. All of, yeah. Yes, everybody involved and all of the SD people, SDPN people are mm. going to be tweeting about that. And then, uh, yeah, all kinds yeah. of good things happening for this. It's, yeah. SDPN does its best to both talk the talk and walk the walk. So these spaces of like, what does it mean to have, what does it mean like when people who don't get opportunities actually get opportunities and how incredible the work and you can see it throughout all of the game overs. I get to pump your tires for 30 seconds. Um, we, you see it in the game over. You see it in the content they create, the content they create in SDPN spaces and out of SDPN spaces because a few of them do lots of things in lots of different places. Mm-hmm. But like that, it's incredible work. And like, what does it mean to give people spaces? And it's important to give people space. And this is one way we can give space on International Women's Day, but also like you can see and support their work all of the time in all of their different spaces in all of their different game over shows or Twitter or however you want to support people. So that's our little soapbox moment to begin the show and our soapbox moment to end the show. Support people that deserve supporting. Absolutely. And maybe um, call out the people who don't deserve supporting. Hello, Minnesota Wild. You will be getting a very strongly worded email from me in the next 24 hours. (laughs) That's right, guys. Make sure you're supporting people that are encouraging love and acceptance and not choosing to promote uh, non-inclusivity or choosing to not be voices because there's people in the room saying you can't do that. Um, Make sure that you are standing up for the little guy. Make sure you're standing up for the communities that you're a part of. And, of course, at SDPN, we're always trying to support all of the communities that we're all involved with and trying to fix the sport that we love so very much and make it better and more welcoming for everybody because heaven knows we could all use a little bit more positivity in the world. Am I right, Robert? Please. I needed the positivity of a Leafs win. I came into this game expecting a loss and got a win, and that was the serotonin I needed. Yes, I get to have a fun time captioning tomorrow instead of a miserable time captioning That's tomorrow, it. and I always will take that. And we and that support is evident with the people that watch these streams, the people that listen to these, you know, the SDPN channel and all of the Game Over streams and all of the content that we put out. It's the people that are in the chat saying, good to see you, Robert, and happy Robert's here and happy that Ro- Lauren's hosting and you know, giving us the space to be who we are and not, and not coming in here with all of your sadness. So uh, let's. You can be sad about Justin Hall, though. You can be really (laughs) mad about him. That's always welcome. That's well, he got an. I encourage Justin Hall criticism in these spaces. Well, that's okay. Well, we're going to finish the stream off with that. Uh, Leafs big win in New Jersey, 4-3. Austin Matthews with the game-winning goal, under three minutes to what go in pretty, the game. What a pretty what one, a, too. What a pretty one. Bro, we'll just be, before, bro. I know, Continue. I know. We'll be happy to have everybody back here on Saturday. Okay. I will be host. I will be on the stream on Saturday. I hope to see you all here. So please take care for the rest of your week. Make sure you hug your pets and hug the people that you love. And uh, have a great night, everybody. Talk to you soon. Take care. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren and the Six. Robert, go ahead and pump yourself. I'm at RS underscore Malloy, and the only things you can see me do, you can see me yell about things on Twitter, mostly homophobia, sometimes hockey, depends on the day, also baseball. Um, And then you can find my work on Steve's channel. I caption all of Steve's LFR videos, and I also make a bunch of his TikToks along with a couple other folks. And then you can also find my work on the SDPN Discord or on the SDPN channel. I do lots of stuff with the Game Over folks, so you can see me all over the place. If you support SDPN, you are also supporting me in the background waving. Absolutely. And we are happy to have you. Thank you my friends all of our friends are coming and spending this lovely tuesday evening for with us uh, and we will see you this coming saturday have a good night everybody game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook